Welcome to Mac and Blue, the cutting-edge podcast for the nation's builders, merging the realms of construction with exciting advancements in technology. Join us on a thrilling journey where we delve into the dynamic world of blockchain, AI, the metaverse, virtual and augmented reality, and their transformative impact on the industry. Our engaging discussions span a wide spectrum, covering not only construction, economic development, supply chain, and market segments, but also exploring the vibrant tapestry of diversity within the construction landscape. We shed light on the intersection of local politics and its profound influence on the construction sector, while championing the remarkable contributions of women and minorities in construction. For all things Mac and Blue, head to www.macandblue.com, and don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. I'm your host, JJ Levinsky. Now let's get into it. Hey, welcome to Build It Better with Robert Johnson. Just kidding, Robert. We're actually here on the Mac and Blue show, <laughs> and today we are rapid firing JJ. So I'm on the hot seat. She's got a shot caller on me, and if I answer poorly, she's going to. You got to answer quick, though. There's no thinking; it's just answering. All right. Okay. What's the biggest challenge you're facing right now in your business? People. <laughs> that's specific. Our biggest challenge is getting. It's not. It's the, that's not fair to say people. Our biggest challenge is trying to integrate everything that we see in our plan in totality. We're still being a growth-related company, getting our EOS-type model up and running, and then looking at how that's all folding into kind of our expansion plan. So in other words, we can see the plan, but just effectuating on it. And, and that's the biggest challenge right now, because if I could have 200 more employees right now to get to where we're going to go, that's how we would do it. And maybe if mix in a little capital as well. What is one thing that your business has done that you did not expect? Uh, grow as fast as it did. Been humbled by it. I also think that getting out of my own way and allowing other smarter people to come into the organization and let them foster and champion change. Um, has That's been the most, most rewarding part. Where do you think the construction world will be in about five to 10 years? It's funny you ask the, uh, I remember one of the other guests said, there's going to be rapid change in some things, but then just almost a stalemate in others. And I think that's right. We've talked a lot about on our show about AI, digital twins, a lot of things that can take and expand on the technology piece, but by and large, the robotic piece will still not have caught up to it. So as as far as investing in people to still get those kind of things done, that won't have changed a lot. I think there are gonna be some advancements uh, on the front end. Uh, The back end though is still gonna struggle a little bit until we can get that to an area that can be done efficiently and and economically. So I, I, I think you're gonna see this rapid growth in AI supported items. And then a little, again, a stalemate on the human capital side of things. What's an insult you've received that you are proud of? Well, I've received many of them. You know, being on the spectrum, being ADD, ADHD, you know, all all those kind of labels. But when I finally figured out what it all meant and then how I could apply it to how I can be a better human being with others, then that was that was the change, and that only happened in the last few years. I used to take like I was just a workaholic and always overorganized, and I couldn't understand why people couldn't see what I could see. And then once it finally was someone finally educated me on what that meant, then I was at peace with myself, and then I could actually be a better human being to the people around me. And I think that's really where hopefully my leadership changed the style and how I could relate to people. What is the best part of your morning and why? The walk with my dog. We get I get up, do my routine, and then I grab our, our we have a German short-haired pointer called Remy, and she she goes with me, and I slap my, don't laugh at me. I've got the old Bose noise-canceling headphones that I probably should get a replacement for. I walk the dog, and that's when I audible, so I'm always listening to my, my leadership and my business-related books during that time. And what are you listening to right now? I'm just finishing up with Bo Burlingham. What is it called? I think it's The Big Finish. So his first book was, I think, was it called Small Giants? 
that he wrote quite a few years ago where he went and targeted small business, very successful businesses, small businesses and things like that. And this is how to exit, how to figure out how to exit your, your, your company, which I'm at that stage where I want, I don't want to be surprised by it. So, you know, I'm like, hold it. What's the next five or whatever years for me? And how do I get out as, as the most effective leader? Who is your favorite person in the world right now? I'm not going to answer with the proverbial things of like family and things. What I'm going to do is, because I ask this question all the time of other people. And just like the previous question, I find myself always, it always being whatever author I'm reading or listening to right now, unless it's just a total flop. But usually I won't let it get through Audible. If I'm not engaged, I'll kick it to the curb. So I would say the some of the most impactful ones lately were Jonathan Kaiser, who we had on as a guest, mm-hmm. absolutely floored by his humility and what he did with his organization and his book and all those kind of things. And then I think we've mentioned the name a few times on the podcast too, Peter Diamandis with the book Bold. That one kind of just rocked me um, in a good way kind of open up my eyes to, to ex, uh, what they call exponential entrepreneurship. It really resonated with the way my mind works. And so, yeah, my answer is kind of who, who's ever in the near present. What's your biggest fantasy if you could live outside of your current self? In another life, I would have loved to have been, who's the guy? Uh, Rick Steves. That would have been me. You know, just travel the world and write the books. Now it's, uh, yeah, that, that, that was, that's my alter ego, just to, I love the journey. For, for someone like me who's very, controlling and very I'm very organized almost OCD no mm-hmm. I am OCD but yet when I travel that's where I let my guard down like that's my 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 just when I'm just calm like drop me in the middle of anywhere and not have a plan and I'm at peace like when we just got uh, when we went to Europe earlier this summer as much as I am so methodical of of planning construction in my business or our business when I travel though I just love the freedom of not having a plan like just wing it and I I, I have total just freedom in that in that state of mind. So that's one. There's a number of other ones. I mean, everything to, I wanted to be a special ops guy. Like I've always envisioned, you know, being a, a badass seal or something like that. Mainly because I always had that challenge of like, could I ever have done it? Could I have ever passed those? But the physical part isn't the issue. It's always like, was I, could I be strong enough to pass the mental tests? What movie could you watch over and over <laughs> again? Let's see. I think I've watched Top Gun about a million times, Dumb and Dumber. I'm going to throw some crazy ones out there like Blazing Saddles. I mean, I'm sorry, but those <laughs> that's just too good. Shawshank Redemption, <laughs> Animal House, all the 80s movies like Uncle Buck and Breakfast Club and all those crazy things. All right. What would you like to do if and when you retire? I've shared this story with a lot of people. My wife and I, we always said that with her, we broke it down into three elements. We'd love to be living and part of a community of sailing people based out of San Diego. And I want to have my little cart. And when I say cart, think about on a dock, that little, I hate to stereotype this, what is it, like a little Mitsubishi van that's got tools on it and stuff. And I can be the guy that just drives up and down the dock and works for people for cash fixing up their sailboats because I love, I'm still a, you know, a carpenter, a tinker, a tinker, a mechanical guy at trade. And so fixing that kind of stuff because I want to stay engaged. And then as a way of compensation, those people take me out sailing and then I learn through them. Instead of me taking classes, I'm like, hey, I'll fix your boat and in turn take my wife out, teach us how to sail, be better sailing people. So that would be a third of the time. Another third, then we want to be up in like the Lake Tahoe area and I want to just be a ski bum or ski instructor and ski for three months yes. or three or four months. And then the other the other third or that part of the year, 
we would just travel the world. If you could eliminate one thing from your daily routine, what would it be? Uh, meetings, <laughs> specifically non-productive meetings. <laughs> okay. Meetings for meeting's sake. What skill do you think everybody should have? The proverbial listening, communication. But one that's come up more and more is the art of conversation. And what I mean by that is I find myself constantly in, in situations where I'm explaining to people, phone call first, text second, email third, instead of so many people like to based on generation it's either email or text first and just cannot stand the inflection that's lost in, in the power of the voice pick up the phone things get handled so much quicker okay what apps are you using right now that are really helping your life or work i, I would say just the ai hacks right now we're in an industry that everyone uses so many of the other apps specific to construction and scheduling and efficiency mm-hmm. those those are there. I'm a firm believer that the utilization rate of a lot of the apps are, you know, what, five to 10% of what you're really using. I'm more of just use what's befitting and helpful to you. I'm not a big, I don't sit there and condone a lot of things, but I like the little hacks of each one. And that's what I, what I use the most. But to me, it's all about efficiency, what you can do. I think Tommy Mello, for those of you that don't know him, you know, he has A1 Garage. His um, social media presence is phenomenal in what he does. And I'll never forget, just recently, he, he did something of, listen, I can now afford to have people do these things for me because my time doing these things is so important to not only me, but my team. He earned that, okay, but he worked for it too. It just didn't drop on a, on a, on a silver platter to him. He worked for that, and now he's teaching others that if you grind and, and are deliberate to that, then you too can afford those same luxuries. That's not him buying material possessions. He's only got one thing, time, right? Once you have enough money, then the only other thing you have is time. So we just rebranded the show. We were building Arizona and now we are building the future. But what does that really mean to you? It means a lot of things. Full transparency, I just didn't want to be, I didn't want the future of Mac and Blue to just be uh, contingent on the architectural engineering and construction space. There are wonderful people, wonderful emerging technologies. And like I said, exponential entrepreneurship, all those kind of things that really uh, get me excited uh, as far as like getting up, breathing, living every day and, and contributing back to our society. With the platform that, uh, that when Robert and I started Mac and Blue, that platform that we started, I think we both had a vision that this would evolve into many more things. So I look at, and with your help and Sean's help and Kendall's help, we are, you know, what do we call it? Mac and Blue kind of 2.0, kind of maybe even mm-hmm. a 3.0. I'd be shocked if, if together all of us were not at Mac and Blue 5.0 within a, a, you know, a certain time period. But right now, the building the future just seems a very befitting match of um, the people that I'm engaged with and bringing them into this platform and this podcast so that we can share it with everyone. But it's all about what's on the periphery, right? I'm like, that's just the way I'm wired and work. It's almost like a curiosity. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Because I find myself, if I'm curious, then I try to think of myself as the audience. What do they want to know? Instead of me just puking out what I call old information because it's compulsory for the you know the platform of the podcast. And I know you'll never let me, you know, you and your team will never let us get there. But I think with what you guys want to do and in conjunction with my, like you said, my curiosity, we can push the envelope, uh, you know, and, and really get some, some really transformational ideas uh, across on, on, on the, the podcast. If you could have three people on your show next week, who would your top three be? Well, I'm going to go to the well because I already used it once, but Peter Diamandis with that book, Bold, mm-hmm. um, because he's involved in so many more things, I think that would be transformational. Um, I also would like to put together a think tank team of, um, there's some names that are going to be new here, 
Um, most of you might know Larry Yatch, who was very instrumental in my life. Um, he's the you know Navy SEAL that runs SEAL Mindset. But his new partners, Andrew and uh, Eddie Wilson from Jacksonville, uh, I think that group would be a, a tremendous. Think of um, not mindsetters, mind benders, mind mappers. What what? It's like a commercial real estate group that meets across the country. It's kind of mm-hmm. like an EO group for them. Anyway, okay. long story short is that group uh, would be one. I don't know. I think I think I'd save the the third one for. I'm I'm just humbled every week. Here here's how my mind works. I love on Fridays or Saturdays. Don't laugh. I can't do the digital version, but I still get Phoenix Business Journal. Mm-hmm. in the printed version and i caught myself on saturday reading it just i have my headphones on listening to music but i'm reading that and my mind goes eight thousand miles an hour i read a story about an individual in our community that's you know doing something mm-hmm. i'm like oh that's it now you put me on the spot now and i can't <laughs> even think of it but yet in my notes i've got it written down of where do i think that's going to go so to me i could fill that third vacancy with probably 30 different ideas right now just based on just getting a nugget of who's being successful and some feel-good stories just in our our valley based just on, on pbr or pbr yeah with the shout out to paps blue ribbon here phoenix <laughs> business journal sorry pbj folks <laughs> yeah pbj not peanut butter and jelly what's your favorite podcast right now besides obviously your own good question i i, I really try to take a little bit of everyone's so that's hard for me to answer all right. Final question is, what is your number one goal for your own personal development right now? Funny you should ask. I would say feeling better health-wise. I've always had a super high metabolism, so I never really had to watch what I what I eat. But just trying to have that better balance. I know at our, at our home right now, we got lazy, I would say, last year. And now we're just kind of watching how we are from a health standpoint a little bit better. Better relationship of time with work and, and personal space. Um, I've noticed I've been trying to shut it off a little bit more and and get more engaged into, you know, kind of the, not to get touchy-feely, but kind of, you know, like how I'm feeling both from a heart and a head perspective than just so in focus with work. Because when I I go all into work, it's, you know, you can ask my wife and my my son that's still at home, it's dad's in work mode. I know that that's always going to be a part of me. You know, as I get older, it's like, hold it, tomorrow work's always going to be there, right? And family isn't. So do a little bit more conscientious of that now. You've been listening to the Mac and Blue Show, brought to you by Blue Wave General Contracting. Be sure to subscribe to the Mac and Blue podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Follow JJ Levensky on LinkedIn and Instagram. Tune in every Monday 